and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth. Thanks for, thank you for asking me to share. And it's, consequently, I feel like the Switzers, the past, Pastor Switzers have been up here a lot recently. So I'm honored to follow that and thankful for the opportunity. Um, I'm just going to share from my heart today. Uh, Proverbs says, uh, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. So I'm just going to be speaking just some internal stuff that I've been working through or working on in various short or long seasons of me and Jesus. And I'm really hyped up and I'm excited to share with you guys. Um, from my heart, just a little tidbit, is my wife and I, we call myself simple country. I, I, I operate on two ways. Either I need to boil it down to the simplest root cause of what's going on, or I need to back myself all the way up to heaven to get the big picture. I, I get so distracted by the details or the circumstances that I'll get caught going either direction and not really following the Christianity I should be exhibiting. Make sense? So we call me simple country because I spend most of my energy trying to work my way through all the details to get back to the simplest form so I can work from there. So today I want to talk about living from rest in the finished work. It's kind of my heart message. It's what I talk about a lot. But that's because I need to get back to the root. Where do I start from? Where, how do I make sense of everything? So, I have a busy life. I'm a dad of four. Between, between five and four months old. Or five years and four months old. I am married to a wonderful lady who helps me with that. I'm a full-time electrician, part-time youth pastor, wear a couple different hats, and a mindset I've been challenged to adjust is performance and striving. I've, uh, I've spent a lot of my life trying to prove myself. My dad's a pastor, if you haven't figured that out yet, and has been in ministry his entire life. So I've I spent my life growing up in Christianity and the church. And for, for one reason or another, I picked up this, this idea that I needed to be good or perform good in order for Jesus' love, for him to actually really love me. Not because he had to love me, but because he, I was good, he, he actually loved me, loved me. Not just he had to love me, because God so loved the world, so Jesus had to, right? So this is kind of a mindset that I, grew, that I had adopted somewhere along the line, and I, was, I didn't realize it most of the time, but I was actually living my life from that belief. I believe that good beliefs have the power to transform our mind. So the verse that says, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it's, it's just having good beliefs, 
believing the right things about yourself, believing the right things about God, believing the right things about how he sees the world. That's how you transform your mind and become Christ-like. It's not this active, like, again, same thing, performance and striving. I thought I had to work on transforming my mind and changing how I think and believe, and, and really it was just back to the simplest root. Belief. Believe in the finished work. I'm getting all pumped up. So I was just trying to lay, I'm already getting into it. I'm just trying to lay a foundation here. (laughs) So that created a system of measurements of judgment against myself by comparing myself to other people, other Christians, other good people on the stage. And it's not a fun way to live. Let me tell you, I haven't, I mean, I am a young guy, and I'll be a young guy forever, but <laughs> my short life, it wasn't fun to live that way, just so you know. It's not fun to judge yourself against other people, and it's not even your job to do so. You're judged by the cross. We'll get there. All right, so let's go back to, so let's, let me just lay out a couple simple things, because I'm simple country, right? So let me just lay out a couple simple blanket beliefs to start from here. So we believe in the finished work of the cross. In its simplest form, that means we believe the cross paid the price to restore us back to our original design. Precurse in Genesis. This means there's no sickness, no sin, no mosquitoes, no death, no pain. Okay, I threw the mosquitoes in there. I, I mean, maybe they were created, but they weren't biting people, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yes. We also believe that Jesus came to bring life and life abundant, right? Uh, the kingdom of God looks like love, and the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Even Jesus, that's a simple statement from Jesus, right? That is, here's kingdom A, kingdom B. If it looks like life, Jesus. If it looks like death, destruction, that's not him. Right, And then uh, Romans 6.11, consider yourself dead to the power of sin. Now that kind of goes back to God saying, Jesus saying that that's not his kingdom. But just in case you died to sin, you're a new creation. It ain't, in, it ain't in you anymore. Okay? So. Oh, it scrolled on me. Here we go. So there's just a couple of simple blanket statements to come to my next belief that helped me change my mind on performance, okay? So if all that's true, and I'm a new creation, what kind of creation am I? I'm good. Back to Genesis. That's simple. When God created Adam, he was good. So, I used to believe in proving I was good. But the cross made me precurse, which means I am good. I don't have to become good. I'm already there. Thank you. I'm getting, you guys are helping me up. Uh, let me keep going. That's great. So, let me... Let me put a little bit more into that statement. 
We also believe, again, roots and big picture here, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, me, you, right? So what is that spirit? Let's, let's go right here. Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the spirit. Not just goodness. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That list is not something you work for. That is a spirit in you. It's in you because of the finished work of the cross. You don't perform to get there. You are not just good, you are awesome. We call it a new nature but it could be better understood as original nature. You are always the fruits of the Spirit. The curse took it from you. The cross gave it back. If we believe in any other characteristic as our identity, we're adopting an inferior identity that was never meant to be a part of human nature. You're always supposed to be kingdom nature. You were created in his image. Again, back to this, again, me boiling it down to the root. This is how I operate. God created us in his image. He's only good. There's no darkness in him. Right? There's no dark there was there was no darkness in you. Your original nature. I used to struggle with the idea where when people would say, Well, just walk like Jesus. He was an example of what we were supposed to be like, what we're supposed to look like. But I was like, but I'm struggling here. I'm trying to get there, and it ain't working. That's because I was trying to get there. That's why it ain't working. It's already there. It's in you. He was exemplifying the original nature precurse of what it's like to walk as a regular human. That's why he came as a human, right? That's why the, the leaders of the church fought so hard in all the creeds to be like, no, he was fully man. You can't, you can't steal the man out of Jesus because he is exemplifying what we all are. That's why they fought so hard and all the creeds against all the false teachings back in the start of the church. It's because they were trying to take the human out of Jesus or add more God. Oh, well, he was half and half. That means I don't have I can't ever get there. So I'm not half and half. Jesus was our example. He was fully human with fully Holy Spirit. Yes, come on. What do you have? The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. He's not just there to guide you. He's there with the fruits of the Spirit. 
They're a person. And guess what? Your old nature died. We just went over that. Romans said, you dead. You were raised to newness of life. You're a part of God's, Jesus' resurrection. Your old self is gone. That's sin nature paid for, dead, done. I mean, I think in Romans, he spends an entire chapter. I, can't, I don't remember the number, but someone counted it. He says dead a lot. You died. You dead, 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 died, dead. Dead. If you don't get it, you're dead. Okay? He's trying to get the point across. It ain't you. So, what is it? It's just a belief. So, it doesn't mean I'm a dad. I shared that with you, right? So, I get frustrated. I'll be right out. I'll be honest with you. I can get frustrated as a dad. There are times... I, I'm sure you've been there if you're a parent. How many times you tell them to put your shoes on because we're leaving. And it's been 10 minutes. The shoes are still there. It can get frustrating. If I'm feeling frustrated, that's the wrong nature. I'm not a frustrated person. I'm a patient person. Why? Because that's one of the lists, one of the things on the list of the fruits of the Spirit. I'm not a frustrated Christian trying to become more patient. I'm a patient Christian who needs to remember that I'm patient. You can apply that to anything. That's why the, I mean, it's not an extensive list, but if you ain't feeling loving, it's a feeling. Remember to believe you are love. And then speak it over yourself. Remember you are good. Speak goodness over yourself. So, let me apply this to daily life. This is a mindset that I've worked through. I have these core roots now. And now I'm going through life. I said I'm a full-time electrician, right? So, Let's go, that helped, so these beliefs helped shift my perspective, and now I've been more intentional with sowing the right kingdom in myself, and that is the light to the world, right? It just oozes out of you. I I love the word ooze. I'd say this at youth group all the time, I'm like, just let Jesus ooze out of you, right? Uh, I think I got it from Todd White. He'll be like, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. When you squeeze an apple, you get apple juice. When you squeeze a Christian, you get Jesus. That's what you should get. I like to think I'm so ripe, it's coming out anyways. Right? My cup overfloweth. I got so much Jesus juice, it's just falling off of me. Like a super soaker. So, good character is evangelism and seed sowing. One of the mindsets that I grew up with was that evangelism had to look a certain way. If I didn't look like Todd White, I wasn't doing it right. It's a perspective I had. I was challenged. Tried to, tried to perform as someone else. Didn't work. 
frustrating. You know what frustration is? The wrong kingdom. I must be doing it wrong. We did cover that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate the feedback. The front row is like all over me right now. It's awesome. I'll be here all day. (laughs) So, I was getting frustrated. Wrong kingdom. So I needed to change my perspective on evangelism, right? Because I'm going back to the root. What do I believe? If it's not lining up with what I'm doing, something's, something's wrong. Getting muddled in the circumstances, start digging. Here's what I found. Let me share. 1 Thessalonians 4.11 and 12. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. It really applies. Like, it can't get any more like pinpoint, you know, sort of the spirit when I'm actually out there working with my hands and tools all the time. It's like, oh, this is for me. <laughs> Sorry, distracted. Verse 12. Then people who are not believers will respect the way that you live, and you'll not need to depend on others. So let me simplify this a little bit. Operate out of rest. Be an example. A light on a mantle, right? What, what Paul is writing in Thessalonians is he's not telling everybody to shut up and sit at home. What he's saying is operate from rest. Be who God is inside of you. We're all uniquely different. Don't try and be me. See my example, but be you. Live from rest. Quiet life. Don't go stirring up people's anger and call it good evangelism. Right? It says people who are not believers will respect the way you live. Be a way that's respectful to people who don't believe. Let me give you some testimonies here. Right? Because this is some beliefs I've been applying to myself since uh, FSSM, which is a school that's here. I took that, um, gosh, it might be three or four years ago now. Feeling old. So five years? Oh, good. Good glory. So that's right. Jonah wasn't even around yet. He's four now. Yeah, okay. Five years ago. So, (laughs) sorry, just got a revelation just now. Now I know what it feels like when somebody else is up here like, oh, man, and they're feeling old. I'm starting to get those feelings. Small scale, small scale. So one of the things I started noticing in my industry is people got more and more happy as Friday approached. I don't know if you picked that up in your industry either, but I discovered that Wednesday is called hump day because it's the middle of the week and you're, that much, you're halfway to Friday. What's so great about Friday? Well, in my industry, 90% of us don't work on the weekends. It's their countdown to, quote, freedom, as, as they're kind of believing it to be. Well, that's a miserable way to go through life. That does not sound like a fruit of the Spirit at all. Not goodness or gladness or joy or nothing in there. Well, I couldn't adopt that. How was I going to reject it 
but be respectful and live a quiet life. So I picked up this phrase. On those Fridays, well, I'd go through the week. I'd walk into the, uh, the supply house. It'd be, good morning, good morning, or good morning, or, oh, it's Monday. And then we get through, and then to Friday, I'd be like, happy Friday. Hmm. I can do that. So what do I do? I walk in Monday morning, 7.30 in the morning. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But I ain't speaking the Bible verse. I'm just rejoicing and being glad in it. You know something? If I don't say it first now, they race me to it. If they recognize my phone number, I'm calling in an order. They race me to it. Happy Friday. How's it going, Steve? Why? Because I'm the guy who's happy. One One more tidbit on that. I'm in the store. Already done my happy Wednesday greeting. No, actually, it was Monday. Happy Monday greeting. And I made my order. I'm waiting for them to collect my parts. Another competitor walks in the door. Whoa, 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 swearing up and down. This is the worst Monday ever. Right? Do you want a job? I'll pay you double whatever you're making. I'm good. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> now, that was not a respectful thing to say, so I didn't say it. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty happy where I am. And so he, he walks out with some stuff. The guy behind the counter looks at me and he goes, he ain't happy like you. An example, a light to the world. I am seen as carrying the fruits of the Spirit. They know I'm different. When I say, Happy Monday, how was your weekend? They respond. They tell me how their week was. I listen. I'm able to sow seeds of the kingdom through normal conversation. And so I learned, you don't have to say God anything. You just ooze God through your words, your character, your smile. It means something to those people. They've seen it. The example of a day in, day out, smiling, happy Monday, Christian. They can tell I'm different. That's what he's talking about. Let me give you another one. Jobs sometimes don't go the greatest or the smoothest. Sometimes they do. But through Christ I can do all things and I'm going to see a victory. Transform that into everyday life. I quote, all we do is win. If if we're trying to figure something out on a particular job, First couple tries ain't working. I speak. All we do is win. 
That's my prayer to say, Jesus, help me figure this one out. And you know what? After I speak it, it happens pretty quick. And most of my, I, I have some frustrating days, but I can't remember the last job I had that went south. Because all we do is win. No matter, who, no matter who's working with me, whether I'm by myself, whether it's the team collective, whether it's that particular job, I believe in my heart and speak with the Jesus ooze. I win. This job does not conquer me. And it shows. It shows. Both to the company as well as my coworkers. They can see it. They, they know that I don't get frustrated. I don't let a job overtake my spirit. Happy Monday is happy Monday all the way through, no matter what I face. No matter how crummy the customer is, or how hard the job is, or how tiny and dirty the crawl space is, or how hot the attic is, we're going to win. We're going to get it done. Because Jesus is in me. And that, therefore, we all win. Only takes one. Only takes one. No, nobody else has to say it. You have the power to transform wherever you are. Sometimes I'll show up to a job to help wrap up. And the reason I'm being sent is because it ain't getting done yet. It needs help. We need more manpower, maybe another brain, another perspective. Guess whose perspective I carry? Heaven. You know who figures out where to run a wire and how to snake it through something? I can't tell you the number of times I've just like, dear Jesus, in my head, just pushing this wire, and it pops right out where it's supposed to go. <laughs> well, that's how it's done, boys. Just got to pray the whole time. <laughs> and I'll say it. I'll be like, that one wasn't me, guys. That's how you do Jesus in normal life. Live a quiet life. He's not saying don't say Jesus. He's saying don't turn everything into a, to Jesus. Don't, don't manipulate a conversation to somehow be, did you know Jesus loves you? Show them that Jesus loves them. Be the light. They, they'll ask. They know. I had one of my coworkers ask me, Happy Wednesday, outside, going through life, running through the job. It's been a couple hours. This guy just seems down. I was waiting for the coffee to kick in. Didn't kick in. It's like, what's going on, bud? You seem a little down, a little off. Like, oh, just. And he said, I forget exactly what he said, but it was anxiety, and you could see it on him. He was just covered, covered in anxiety, just not sleeping well, bothered by life. And he looks at me and goes, do you ever get anxious? Nope. I haven't been worried since I found Jesus. Really? Yeah. Bible says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. 
So I don't care. <laughs> that simple. Wow. Really? So I got to witness to this guy. And you know why he listened? He's seen Happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the last three weeks in a row of his first three weeks with us, and he knew he could ask me, how come you're not anxious? Because I didn't care yet. I have a different spirit. Same spirit in you. Same spirit in Christ. The same spirit that was in us from the start. Let me close with this. I've talked a lot at you. Let me leave you with a big picture. It's my favorite, big pictures. So, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. That's a great big picture statement. Let me unpack it for you. Hope keeps us moving forward and believing for abundant life. Faith in his finished work, that we are who he says we are, that we are the fruits of the Spirit, and that he's going to work everything for his good and our good. And love, to be like him to the world around us. And then I love Jesus' statement. This is actually, I put this in my yearbook back when those were things. I don't even know if those are things anymore. But under my picture it said, uh, it all comes down to this. Love God and love people. One of my favorite quotes from a, from a song by Corey Asbury currently is, the story isn't over if the story isn't good. Failure's never final. So, believe what God believes about you. And believe the same spirit that was in him is in you. And that if it doesn't look like that spirit, it's not who you are anymore. That's the dead guy knocking on the door. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus, for making it simple so that even I can understand it. (laughs) Help us lead a life shining your light. Amen. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit faithworship.org.